Welcome to Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who participate in ShareYourStories.online. Today, I'd like to introduce you to Rick Kahn, who is a professional, award-winning, expressionist artist who's represented by the Gramandi Gallery in New York City. Rick joins us today from Maryland. And we're going to talk a little bit about inspiration as an artist and how that translates into wonderful pieces in the visual arts. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Rick, believe it or not, I have actually gotten uh, some questions from our viewing and listening audience because um, you have just recently been featured in the 10th anniversary edition of mm -hmm. Art Tour International. Yeah. And the, as, as we both know, they have an amazing reach. So, um, and as we sort of preview folks, letting them know who I'm going to be interviewing and connecting with for our virtual coffee, um, one of the resounding questions that we got from many people was, as an expressionist artist, how do you find your creativity? Where do you get that inspiration from? So I'll let you share that with our audience. Well, the inspiration comes from within, within. from me. I, I, I have a message I want to say, and I think about different ways of saying it, and I do sketches to, to co correspond with those you know, different ways, and then a painting will come up out of that. You know, I'll be doing these quick sketches about a particular subject and I'll see something that I like that I think would make a nice painting. And then I take that sketch and develop it into a, a more detailed sketch. And then from there, I, I go to the canvas and do the drawing on the canvas of the actual painting. And I know that you use various different mediums. So that was something else that came up um, in the questions from uh, folks where they were saying, you know, okay, I know it's not mixed media that you do, but you've done oil and you've done acrylic and you've included some pen and ink. So where, where does that flavor for the, the visual impression that you provide come from? Well, my main influence, my main um, medium, the one I care about doing the most is oil. And I, I started doing other media as a way of like taking a, a recess when I want to, you know, because I usually work with more than one thing at a time. And I would be, I'm either working on more than one painting at a time or I work on a painting and then do sketches, drawings and stuff. And just for fun, I would try doing different things. And I've always been inspired to try something I didn't know. That's how I started using gouache because I didn't know what that was. Didn't even know how to pronounce it at first. So I bought some to try it, you know, and I, I really love gouache too. Same thing with acrylic. You know, I didn't know how to uh, paint in acrylic. I didn't know the difference between that and oil. So I bought acrylics and started working with them and taught myself the difference. And the paint and ink stuff, oh, I've been doing that since, since school. And, um, I just like doing it. I, you know, I also do line of cut drawings and uh, work with a cut in caustic sometimes because I like doing different things, and I like and I I really like do working with things I don't know how to do, and uh, get to the point where I know how to do them. 
Yeah, well, that's fantastic. Now, I know that you've had the, the opportunity to feature your work in many different cities around the world. And I'm sure as an artist, you know, each one of them is memorable in its own way. So can you share with us one of the, the sort of inspirational moments or the memories that you had when you were showing your work internationally that really comes to mind? Um, well, the thing that comes to mind is the the exhibit we were supposed to have in Italy last year. It got canceled because of COVID, but I was really excited about that. You know, it was with Gramandi Gallery, and, we, and I was going to go there and have an exhibit along with 659 other artists, and I didn't actually show. I got the painting sitting right here waiting for when we do go, but it was such a monumental thing for me to go to Florence, you know, and I was going to make a whole trip out. I was going to, I was going to go to Rome and Venice while I was there. So that's memorable, even though I didn't actually go, I got a lot of, right. I got a lot of press and a lot of um, feedback about the trip or the, the exhibit. And I never even sent it, but you know, people were excited about it. So, you know, that's about the most memorable international type um, exhibit. Sure. Yeah. Now, you know, you've just mentioned something really interesting where you talked about, you know, Florence is obviously the, the place where Renaissance art was born. So there's obviously right. a lot of history. And as an artist, it would be very cool to visit some of those places where other artists walked. Uh, it was, has there been anyone in your career, any one of the previous masters that in some way has influenced your style? Well, yes. Interestingly enough, I have several... Um, old uh, masters that have inspired me that I venerate, none of none of whom <laughs> come from planet, from Florence. Um, I just wanted to visit Florence for the history there, you know, the, the, right. art, his, the art history. Right. Picasso is, and Edward Monk are two of my biggest influences, and them and the German Expressionists. Um, I'd have to say you know, uh, several of the German expressionists specifically, along with Picasso, Matisse, and Edward Munch are my main, my main teachers, so to speak. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Now, tell me, how long have you actually been a professional artist? Because, you know, I think there's this misnomer we all talk about, and I know you shared in your story where you said, you know, you first started drawing when you were five years old. So, yeah. and you've already mentioned, you know, the pen and ink thing was something that you've been doing since a child. But when did you actually make the transition into being an artist as a profession? Well, I used to be a graphic artist years ago. Uh, full-time, and I worked at my art uh, part-time after I got home from work. And so, I mean, but as far in terms of professionalism, it depends on the definition. I mean, I started making money back when I was working part-time, you know, because of the drawings and, and I was selling, I could sell. But primarily it was, I, I stayed at that company long enough to retire from them and get them to pay me basically to not work and uh, you know with the pension so i be sure. i became a full-time artist the day after i retired from them and that's really when i guess the professionalism started and that was back in 2005 um wow that's a long so time a professional if you want to look at that way but i was it was longer than that because of the money making part sure 
Sure. So if, if you if there was someone in our viewing and listening audience who's a budding or aspiring artist, and you know, as you say, lots of folks sort of are, would consider themselves a hobby artist where they, you know, do things after work and mm -hmm. they're they're looking for, you know, that that big break. If you were going to try to provide them with some type of um, advice in terms of sticking with their their career, what what could you, being that you've had sort of a, a career as a graphic artist and then you transitioned into a professional artist, what could, what type of advice could you give to folks? I would tell them if they want to be a professional, you know, I mean, if you want to be just a hobbyist and want to paint a couple hours a month or something like that, that's great, you know. But if you right. want to be a professional. Do a beer, just in your mind, get the mindset, be a professional, do what it takes. It doesn't matter if you work at it 20 hours a day or three, you know, it's, it starts in the head, the mind. You're a professional, you're going to you know, uh, seek out uh, professional organizations, professional exhibits. Um, and another thing I always tell people, and I know with professional, the term professional, you need to think about money. I always say, don't think about money. I mean, the money is going to come, you know, if you paint, if you paint for money, you'll never make it because you end up painting what other people want you to do. And then they probably won't buy it anyway. So you need to paint what you want and find if you were to find a market for your work, you have to first find your place in that market. You know, you start, you make your, your art, be yourself and make your art and people will start to gravitate to that, especially if it's different than what they've seen because they won't know what it is. And they start asking and most people don't that I encounter don't understand what expressionism is, you know, but and so if they ask, I'll tell them, you know, and, and, but it's, and I get a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of negative type comments from some of my paintings because they're not realistic, but they're noticed, you know, if it were, if they were realistic and in, in a, in a show of realism, they just disappear in the wall with everything else. But when you're looking at a show that I'm in and you see all these realist paintings, and then you see this one girl who happens to be purple, you know, you're going to stand out. She's going to stand out. You're going to see it. Yeah. So I found my, where I belong and I can thank the expressionists for that, you know, and I found my home and I've, this is what I do. And people are starting to, recognize even if they don't understand it even if they don't like it they recognize it and, and that's that's the main thing for anybody just get yourself right. in your place right and you know i think that's really good advice because as you say uh, the visual arts is very personal so mm -hmm. you know what appeals to one person may not appeal to someone else now one of the things that we do in our guest blog series is we ask folks to share three words of advice and your three words of advice are truth passion and persistence. So I'll ask you to tell us a little bit about those three words and what they mean to you. Okay. Truth is, to me means the truth of being true to myself, artistically, being true to myself, being true to what I believe I should do in art, being true to the message I'm trying to send, you know, the series, especially you know, like the series on empowerment and equality you know, I wholeheartedly believe in that. And then that's my truth. And I just, and I try to bring that out. Um, uh, persistence is don't give up, you know, and I, like I, like I said, uh, you know, don't, if you, 
if you paint for money, you're going to end up giving up because the money is not going to come that quickly. But if you're not painting for money, it's going to come and you'll be surprised when it gets there. But, you know, you'll be painting for yourself and you'll be painting what you want to paint. So you'll be busy and happy and then the money will come in whenever. And what was the third one? <laughs> the third one was um, passion. Passion. Well, I think you can see from the way I'm talking that I'm very <laughs> passionate about what right. I do because I totally believe yeah. in it. And right. it's not just on pain. I, I tell other people in, in conversations and, you know, I have this these beliefs and I'm very passionate about art. Not only my art, but anybody who wants to paint, draw, whatever, do it. You know, and some people say, well, I I can only draw stick figures. Well, fine, draw stick figures. You know, there's a place for them, and you know, just be yourself and be passionate about what you're. If you're, if you're, if you're really true to yourself, I think the passion is going to come on its own. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, I'd like to thank you very much, Rick, and and I'd also like to congratulate you for your feature. Um, it, it's been an absolute pleasure to spend a little bit of time introducing the person behind the logo and giving people a little bit of insight into. Uh, the artistic journey. So I thank you so much for that. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Believe me. And to our viewing and listening audience, thank you so much for joining us for another edition of Keeping It Real, where we introduced you to Rick Kahn and a little bit of the person behind the logo. And we invite you to share your story and share your stories dot online. Thank you so much for joining us.